0: Alright. Welcome back to your Dig, everybody. It's been a couple weeks here since since you've heard from me, since I've uh heard from you. And uh it feels good to to be back, to be back on the air. Um I really didn't plan at all for today, but I figured two weeks without talking to you guys, I uh I probably have plenty to say. Right? I mean, you'd think. A little bit of news for those of you that like gaming. I'm going to be doing my first live stream tonight. Um, Granted, this probably isn't a very helpful bit of news as far as your uh, potential interest in watching a stream uh, of me playing some video games because I haven't set up my Twitch account yet, so I don't really know what my username is. But... Um, I'm probably gonna try to stick with my Discord and um, I think Steam names uh, just to make it, you know, simple. Remember my username. Anyways, those are Gizzard Guzzler. Um, kind of a wacky name. It's because I'm a I'm a big fan of a band um, that has Gizzard in its in its title, so. Gizzard Guzzler. Anyways, uh, I will for sure update you guys next week on exactly what my Twitch username is, so you can look me out and check out some uh, some video games, some streaming to the voice of Yadig's greatest host. So more on that next week. Um, for those of you really interested, I don't know. Message me. You probably have my number if you're really that interested. Um, okay, so. Let's talk about some stuff. Here's something exciting. I am doing this show, reading my notes um, from a laptop for the first time ever before I would either be (laughs) looking at my phone, uh, like Google Docs on my phone, or I would just literally bring a pen and paper, you guys. I was going old school. I would have a straight-out notebook that I would be reading from. But not anymore. Now I have a laptop. It's a it's a Chromebook 15. It's pretty nice. I love it a lot. Been using it a lot this last week. Um, if you hear my voice get like slightly quiet there, it's because I'm turning turning to look at the laptop because um, I love to look at it. It's a little annoying. The left shift key is a little messed up, but it's not a big deal. I I don't think I've had an issue with it yet where like I'm trying to shift a letter and and the shift key doesn't work. It just feels kind of wonky when you click it. Um, so. Funny story about the laptop. It was a great deal. It was a Black Friday deal. I uh I wanna say that I stormed the gates, you know. The uh the classic mob lining out lining up outside of a Best Buy or a Walmart or whatever store it is, and then as soon as the doors open at whatever time, everybody just storms in and it's chaos, like you see in the movies. That sort of thing really isn't that far off from the truth in a lot of cases. Um, unfortunately, I can't say truthfully that I really did storm the gates on Black Friday because we went, the doors opened, I went to a Walmart, the doors opened at 6 o'clock p.m., um, and I went with my dad at 6.30-ish, like 6.30, 6.40, so, you know, wasn't quite storming the gates, but, uh, we definitely got to see the chaotic, um aftermath of the storm um, in the store. So for those of you who haven't been to uh, Walmart on Black Friday, they, from what I understand, completely change the shopping experience. They completely change everything and they don't really tell anybody how it works. You're just kind of left to figure out how to shop at Walmart for the first time um, on Black Friday. And the employees, for the most part, don't really even seem to know what's going on. They're also left wondering how to serve customers at Walmart for the very first time, and um, it is largely chaos. So, my experience was walking into the Walmart. There are a lot of people. Like, there's usually a decent amount of people in Walmart, but this there's more. There's a lot more than that. Um, as we my my father and i walk along the like the aisles there are these bins kind of scattered about with like electronics and like you know hot items in them so instead of having you know a normal layout of walmart it's just like walmart if you were to go on a normal day except there's also just these really expensive items just strewn about the store in these big like corrugated crates like displays you know these big like boxes full of like whatever laptops some had like Roombas Rokus you know all the stuff that people are going to want to get on Black Friday for a good discount they they try to make it easy for you by taking it out of the section they belong in and just randomly throwing them about the store which to me seems a little counterintuitive anyways so we're looking for a laptop I haven't had a laptop yet and i've been in college for a couple months it honestly hasn't been that bad because i do have a desktop even if i didn't the library here has plenty of stuff you know I, i've no matter what i would have been able to get my work done um but having that desktop really really hasn't been a big deal i just the main things that not having a laptop have affected me um with are like not really being able to do my job as well at the desk because they have a desktop down there but it's really slow so if a bunch of people are coming at once to get their mail while I'm sorting packages and then a couple people order pizza so I gotta bring up those spreadsheets and whatnot you know it's slow you guys don't need to worry about all this I'm just kinda rambling at this point back to the Black Friday shopping I'm getting a laptop we have that in mind so of course we go to the electronics section of the Walmart along the way we notice all these hot items strewn about the store in these displays and I'm starting to think as we're walking over there, you know, like, what if the laptops aren't there? Because a bunch of other things seem to just be in random places here. So who's to say the electronics section has any electronics in it anymore? Um, but we get there, and there were electronics in the electronics section. There were laptops. Um, so we're looking around, and at this point, I wasn't really 100% sure what I wanted. Uh, back at the, at the Thanksgiving home, uh, the, the house of a of a cousin cousin aunt uncle uh, uh, an extended family's house where we were um in cottage grove minnesota for thanksgiving i had they had a bunch of catalogs like black friday catalogs there just sitting on the table so earlier in the night i had looked and um you know i've been been looking for for deals in the catalogs um which was Not my initial plan. I didn't really plan on looking at those catalogs. You know, who actually looks at the catalogs? Not me, usually. Uh, But my mom convinced me to. She was like, hey, look at these. And I did. Um, So thanks, Mom, if you're listening. Because I would not have found this great deal if it wasn't for those old school paper catalogs. Um, Anyways, so I had found this deal on a Chromebook 15. You know, for like 50% off, basically. In these catalogs. So... But because I didn't know what I wanted you know I wasn't I didn't have my heart like set on that Chromebook yet so I went into the electronic section of this Walmart this chaotic hellscape of a Walmart somewhat um, and we we were looking around at laptops you know kind of comparing the stats to what we could remember because we didn't bring the catalog with us for some reason um, comparing you know the stats of the laptops to what what we remembered from the stats on the catalog of the the chromebook that was on sale um and basically it was starting to look like the chromebook was going to be the best like deal and the best laptop that i you know could get for the price um at this walmart which was like the only nearby you know store that had some really good black friday deals going on so we're looking around for the chromebook and we can't find it of course this specific electronic that we want is not in the electronic section so we go and we ask the lady in the electronics department one of them you know we say hey like we're looking for a specific item you know we saw in the catalog or whatever i think she had a catalog they had there were those catalogs like everywhere in the store um so people could like look and you know make sure they are spending money on what they want to and they this lady i remember there being a catalog there but this lady you know has one and we we point to the thing that we're looking for this chromebook And she's like, oh yeah, that's one of the hot ticket items, so that's actually not here in the electronics department, where it belongs, and you're going to have to go over to the lawn and garden section of Walmart, because that's where all the best items are, just strewn about with the wheelbarrows in the soil, so we head over to the lawn and garden section, and it starts getting really crowded as we get close so we you know we cut around the crowd we make it to the doors and that's when we noticed that the crowd was really a line so we had to go back and we started waiting in this line um, throughout the time that I was waiting in this line uh, my dad went and was like looking for some other deals you know scrolling in the store as you do um, and as I'm approaching the very end of it about 40 minutes later we're in this line for probably 30-40 minutes and, um, as I get close to the door, uh, this lady comes out from the lawn and garden section, uh, you know, with like the Walmart vest and she starts asking people, all right, you got your tickets, everybody got their tickets, got your tickets, everyone. And everyone starts whipping out these little tickets, these little, they look like a, like a price tag, uh, like a barcode, you know, to like scan items, but it's like in a little laminated ticket form everybody has these tickets and she's asking for these tickets. I don't have a ticket. I don't know where to find a ticket. I I don't know where these tickets came from. And she gets to me, she's like, you got your ticket? And I was like, uh, nah, what's this ticket business? And she, she was like, oh, well, I don't think they're going to let you in if you don't have a ticket. And I was like, well, where, where can I get a ticket? I'll just, you know, I'll get one so I can go in. And then she kind of just gives me like a, I don't remember what she said, but it did not really answer my question. And then the lady in line behind me steps in because she had, I think kind of, I forget if I talked to her before or exactly what was up, but she, she, first, she somehow knew the situation, you know, she, she knew sp- kind of what I was looking for. He's like, yeah, you know, he's just looking for like a laptop and, and you know, whatnot kind of tries to help me out. And so I explained to the lady, you know, yeah, like, I just came in here for a laptop, and I went to the electronics department, and she sent me here. And the lady goes, okay, 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 we a woman in the in the electronics department, okay, she sent me to the lawn and garden section, okay. All right, and then she just continues on the line asking people if they have, if they have their tickets. Um, yeah, yeah, so that was just kind of it, and now I'm left wondering, like, well, Am I not going to get let in here? Am I not going to get my laptop? Like, what's happening? And then she comes back kind of right as my dad comes back. And so now we're all kind of here. And she's saying, you know, you need a ticket to get in, I think. And, but she, she isn't really even a hundred percent clear on what she's doing. And there's this other guy about my age standing kind of in the corner, like right in the like edge of the door going into the lawn and garden section. And he has the most like. I am so confused and stressed, please kill me, look on his face. Like, this guy clearly did not know what he was in for working at Walmart on Black Friday. It it seemed to me that Walmart management really did a poor job of explaining to their, like, floor workers how this was going to go, what the Black Friday system at Walmart really was, you know? They just seemed generally confused and i i think i said something to the guy at one point and he, his response was just like you know raising his eyebrows and kind of like puffing out his cheeks a little bit you know like like i have no idea dude <laughs> i have no i don't know what i'm doing um so yeah walmart management should get on top of that for Bra- for for black friday um anyways so at this point we're thinking, well, we might be screwed. We just wait in this line for nothing. We need this ticket. I don't know where you can get tickets. This is, con- what? why do we even need a ticket? It's just, this is confusing. Um, and then the lady that we had been talking to initially um, at the lawn and garden section, who, you know, was coming around asking for tickets, comes back out from the lawn and garden section into which she went after we had kind of told her our whole story and situation. She comes out and she says... Okay, so they still have some Chromebooks, so you should be good. Which, again, does not answer any of our questions. We, we still have no idea what these tickets are about, why we need them, or maybe don't need them. Like, I assume you still have Chromebooks left. I, 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 I mean, yeah, I guess they sell out quick, probably, but like, that doesn't... How does it connect to the tickets, lady? Anyways we end up getting into this lawn and garden section and there are these tables with all these piles of those tickets. And at this point, it clicks that, I don't know if somebody explained this to us, I can't remember, or, or if we just kind of figured it out, my dad and I, but, but basically, the system was, at six o'clock, when the doors opened, the employees at Walmart in Cottage Grove lined everybody up all the customers waiting outside and had them get tickets for the hot items that were in the catalog, like little scan, like the things that would be attached to the box of what you're buying, you know, that you scan the barcode to buy it. They had like copied and laminated so that if you like, so, okay, for example, a bunch of people that were there were there to get this, uh, this, this shark, this vacuum. It's like really nice vacuum, right? And it went really quick. You know, it sold out really quick. And they knew it was going to sell out really quick. So what they did for other items like that is they had all these copies of these, you know, barcodes made. They call them tickets. And then they lined everybody up at store opening at six o'clock. And they had people grab tickets for the items that they wanted. At which point, once they had a ticket, they just go to the lawn and garden section where all these hot items are just stored like a, like a, uh Like a warehouse sort of deal, and then you show them the ticket, they see what you want, and then the employees like go back into all these rows of like boxes and like grab the item that you want and give it to you, and then you just get checked out right there in the lawn and garden section and that's how it worked, so they were trying to kind of you know streamline the process a little bit and and just have a built in way of you know telling people when. A hot item has been sold out. You know, if you can't get a ticket at the door, then everybody took that whole pile of tickets already. You know, they only had as many tickets as they had of that item. So, if you came in ten minute at six ten, it went. And that's the thing: we came in at like 6.40, and there was none of this outside. So we had no idea what this ticket business was. So I'm I don't know when they stopped, but I'm assuming you know, probably six fifteen or something, six ten. If you came in then and you got in line for, like, a shark vacuum and they were already sold out, they wouldn't have any tickets left, you wouldn't be able to get it. But because not all of the items in that catalog, like, people didn't grab all of the tickets for all of the items. So the the tickets that were left over for the items that weren't effectively sold out yet, I'm doing air quotes, not that that helps you guys, um, would be in the lawn and garden section just laid out on these tables in piles which is what we saw when we got in there so when that lady went back in there and said and then came out and said they still have them so you're good that was meant to explain to us that <laughs> that the tickets were still there so like when we walked in there we could just tell the people at the tables we want the Chromebook 15 And then they would just, like, look for the pile of tickets that had the right barcode, give us one, you know, because there were some left, and then give us our item, and then they'd scan it, and we'd, you know, purchase the the item and leave. So, yeah. I'm honestly, I think that I had a better understanding of this system than half of the employees working there that night by the time I left. Because the, the vibe in that Walmart was just, like, anxiety like, half the shoppers were sweating, you know, anxious. probably doesn't help that it's warm in there and everyone's wearing winter coats because it's cold outside, but everyone is kind of anxious, trying to get their items, trying to find the deals. They can't find what they're looking for because Walmart employees went and s- s- scattered all everything about the store. All the hot items are just in these bins in random places. Like, I heard multiple times throughout my time there, that, like, I heard a conversation between other shoppers that was something like, um, oh, you're looking for, <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, a hot item. I'm just going to go with the shark, I'm just going to go with the shark vacuum again. Oh, you're looking for a shark vacuum? Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw those in a bin uh, over by the toiletries, I think. Yeah, like the like the bath section. Oh, okay, okay, thanks, and they go running over there. Like, why would you do that? Why not just leave things in the department that they should be? I can kind of see the lawn and garden section business, you know, with the tickets. I think that that's not a bad idea. I think it's kind of a cool system. I think that they should have had signs up and they should have explained that to people. And I think they should have done it for longer than they did because they weren't doing that when I got there. And we were only like a half an hour after the doors opened. So I think this, oops, I think this, sorry, I just like flicked the mic. Um, I think this ticket system's kind of cool. All right, but it, it, it was done poorly. Walmart kind of blew it. Um, I think they really dropped the ball when it came to just tossing hot items randomly about the store. Um, bad move. And yeah, I have a Chromebook 15 now. So hope you enjoyed the Black Friday story. Anyways, um... It was Thanksgiving break last week, which is why I was not on the air. And it was really nice to go back home, see the family, hang out with friends again. Uh, classes went through Wednesday last week. So a lot of people, including myself, had lecture the day before Thanksgiving. And then we are, you know, supposed to go home in that day and then have Thanksgiving and then Friday, Saturday come back Sunday. I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Uh, Also, I knew that I was scheduled to work for a little over 30 hours over Friday, Saturday, and Sunday after Thanksgiving. Just those three days, 30 hours. So I was thinking, I'm not going to go home on Wednesday, have Thanksgiving with the family, which is fun, but I wouldn't really consider it like relaxing, so to speak. You know, Uh, is Thanksgiving relaxing to you guys? I don't know. Like it's a holiday, but I don't know if it's relaxing really. Anyways, I digress. I I don't want to go there, have just Thanksgiving and then three days of straight grinding at work before coming back here and having two weeks of just hell basically, because I'm not going to lie. Thanksgiving break is kind of a tease. It's giving students the ability to go home, see their families kind of get comfortable at home again before being shipped back to school for finals. And that's like it. Basically, we have one week of grinding here where all of the classes are trying to, like professors are all trying to bust out all of the content they still have to cover, get all those projects in, get all those last assignments in, because the term effectively ends next week. And then next week is finals. So it's just one week of grind and then one week of studying. And then it ends with finals. And that's it. So you get this like three day break and then two weeks of crap. And then you have a nice long like almost two month break, depending on when your finals end. So Thanksgiving breaks kind of a tease, I'm not gonna lie. Anyways, I wasn't about to partake in the tease. So I I actually went home the Friday like like a how do I explain, a day after a week before Thanksgiving. Um, so Thanksgiving is on a Thursday, right? The weekend before that I went home on that Friday. So I had Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday back at home. And that was a great move. Fantastic move. Um, I'm, I was, if lectures had gone as planned, and if labs weren't canceled that week, I would have missed two labs and a total of like seven lectures. However, labs were canceled. One lecture was canceled Wednesday. Uh, one lecture... Oh, wait, no, two lectures were canceled Wednesday. I would have ended up just missing a bunch of chem, but then my chem professor got pneumonia. Woo-woo! Sorry, Mr. Schewinski, doctor. Um, and, and so he canceled lecture that monday so i ended up missing like minimal stuff for having maximum time back at home which was great um got to chill out with my cat the big boy with the small meow and it was great got a laptop got to relax made a bunch of money at the end and now i'm back for the grind before going home for christmas winter break holiday break kwanzaa okay um Here's what we're gonna do. we're gonna talk about something that happened to me. Wow it may have happened just before my last show actually or maybe just after it was right around that time but regardless I don't think I talked about it um, it's about something that happened while I was working the desk in my res hall Eagle Hall. Um, so there I was I was working oh no yeah it was after because it was a Friday shift so it was Friday. From two to four, come see me. Come chill out. You're gonna sit at the desk and and talk to me. People do it all the time. (laughs) No, they don't. Um, so there I am at the desk. I'm sorting through packages because the mail just came. So I had about a hundred packages that I had to put into the system. Right, a little bit stressful. That Friday shift is always a bit stressful, and I rarely have much time to just sit and chill. Um, Not that I'm entitled to that, because it's a job, but a lot of what you do at the desk is just sit and chill. Um, Anyways, I had a lot of packages, so I was already a little stressed. This lady comes up to me, and the lobby in Eagle Hall is pretty big, so I get to watch her for a a solid five seconds, I'd say, as she approaches the desk. And the first couple of seconds are, hmm, there's one you don't see every day. And the general feeling of, I hope she doesn't come over here. Second number three was the realization that she was indeed heading towards the desk. Second number four was tensing up a little bit, bracing myself to talk to this lady. Second number five was taking a nice deep inhale before I begin speaking. Um, she comes up, she reeks of something, probably crack. She generally does not look well. She's, she, she looks like a, like a, like a crazy person. I'm sorry. But like, you ever see somebody and you're like, yeah, they're crazy. That's what she was. Like, you could just kind of tell something's off, you know, she's, she's crazy. Um, she was not a college student. I need to say that. Cause she, she, I mean, I, I don't think so but she was far older than the typical like 18 through 22 23 kind of college student you know she looked like she was probably mid to late 30s and probably strung out on something i don't know she comes out she comes up to the desk and she she just like takes a second before she starts talking to just like look at me in the eyes she was just kind of staring into my eyes and so i was like you know, hey, what's up? Like, you know, what can I do for you? And I had kind of said that before the staring, the staring was happening during the time that it took me to say that. And then for another couple seconds afterwards, which is why I remember it. It was so strange. And then she says, hi, yeah, Suzanne Hunt. And I'm like, uh, sorry, can you say it one more time? And she raises her eyebrows and in the bitchiest tone, I'm sorry. Sorry for swearing but this is necessary for the story. In the bitchiest tone that she could, Suzanne Hunt? Please? I, I don't know who Suzanne Hunt is. Why are you just saying Suzanne Hunt to me? So I say, uh, is, does she live here? Are you looking for a student? Or no. I'm not looking for a student. I am... (coughs) She hacks. She starts hacking right in front of me. (laughs) I am looking for Suzanne Hunt, the coordinator for the cafeteria? Is this the cafeteria? No, ma'am. This is the front desk. Okay, you're asking a student, a freshman here, about this Suzanne Hunt lady, and you just coughed right above my open glass of pepsi that i have sitting on the counter thank you um (laughs) she she continues asking for suzanne hunt the cafeteria director there's not a cafeteria in here lady it's a res hall you're at the front desk so i i say i say okay look if you're looking for a cafeteria, the closest thing that this campus has to that is going to be Whitney, okay? That's where we get all our food, Whitney Center. And she, and she says to me, no, I'm not looking for Whitney. I'm looking for Suzanne Hunt. <laughs> okay, I know you're looking for Suzanne Hunt, ma'am, okay? I, I'm telling you that if she's the coordinator for anything involving food, she's not going to be in Eagle Hall why did you even come here? She's going to be in Whitney Center, okay? You're going to go out the back doors, right there, and you're going to turn left, and it's going to be, like, kind of right in front of you. It's the nearest building to us, other than the rec center, okay? Well, well, what does the building look like? Tell me what the building looks like. It, uh, ha- it's... Br- the walls are brick. Um, it has kind of this like layer of stucco stuff so i don't know how to explain it it's a it's it's a strange building shape guys i and i'm not going to be able to explain it to you over over the airwaves here with just audio but it's like if you picture like a how like just a wall right so it's all bricks so just picture like a cube building right with bricks it's built with bricks and then imagine that it's like wearing a white hat sort of that hangs over the bricks a little bit that's kind of what it looks like like there's just this white like cap over the entire building so like the upper half of the walls is all white but it's not level with the brick it sticks out like probably two three feet so there's just this kind of like arcing like white kind of cap over it i don't know if you guys are getting the image i'm getting the image because i because i see it and i'm telling you that's that's the best way that you can describe it right there i did not I did not tell her that it has a white hat on it because this lady would have hauled off and thrown crack at me or something. So, I, I I just I was just like it's the it's the closest building to us. Like as soon as you walk out those doors, you'll see it. If you walk out those doors looking straight forward, look just a little bit to your left. All right, and you'll see it. It's that building right there. There's a sign that says Whitney Center. Just a little bit to your left, it's right there, lady. Is Suzanne Hunt there? I don't know. I don't know if Suzanne Hunt is there. I don't know who Suzanne Hunt is. I don't know if she even exists. I don't know who you are. I don't know why you need the cafeteria, and I don't know why you're talking to me, the front desk worker at Eagle Hall. If the, if that's what you're looking for, but okay, it's my job to help. It's my job to help. I'll help you. I explained to her where Whitney Center is. I explained to her that there's no cafeteria. eagle hall i don't know who suzanne hunt is and i don't know who the cafeteria coordinator is she then starts rambling about this event that she's trying to volunteer for probably for community service she's volunteering at this event and she needs this suzanne hunt real bad eventually she starts slowly walking, slowly meandering over to the doors, looking back at me every couple seconds. I give her a thumbs up and encouraging, Yeah, ma'am, you're doing great. You're doing it. You're almost there. You've... Oh, yes, you made it to the door. It's a push door, and she pulls on it. It doesn't even have handles. It's just like the bar going across the door that you push in. She grabs the bar and pulls, And she looks back at me and says, This door is locked. What is the matter with you? She then pushes on the door and walks out. (sighs) Yeah. So I'm hoping you guys got a kick out of that because I sure did. Um, It was scary while it was happening, I'm not going to lie. But after the fact, I just started laughing for a couple minutes. I mean, <laughs> who, who even? Why? Suzanne Hunt? What? Cafeteria? Front desk? I don't know, man. It was crazy. Anyways. Um, yeah, that's her. So, so that's that. Let's see what else there is to talk about. Um, I guess I can talk about the crazy snowstorm that hit over Thanksgiving break. Two of them, actually. I mean, the first one wasn't technically Thanksgiving break. It was for me because I went back early. But it was on like that Monday and Tuesday before Thanksgiving. You know, there was like a pretty big snowstorm. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I talked to you guys kind of about winter stuff a couple episodes ago. And it's my personal opinion that winter sucks because it's cold. And when it's cold you really can't do all that much outside so you are limited to inside stuff largely which like inside stuff is fine a lot of the time well no okay i you gotta find a balance between the inside stuff and the outside stuff generally inside stuff is fine by me I'm fine staying inside I'm super pale I enjoy my time inside what can I say I like playing games like watching movies and TV and playing video games doing homework I don't do that outside you know, I don't enjoy doing homework, but, you know, it's gotta be done, anyways, inside's fine, but outside's great, I really love the outdoors, I love camping, and hiking, and fishing, and just, you know, being outside, longboarding, riding that around, biking, you know, going on adventures, but you can't really do those things, like, at all in the winter, you know, so, that's why it sucks however winter sucks a whole lot less when you consider snow because you don't have snow to play with during any other season yeah winter's cold but snow i'm not gonna lie is pretty dope you can snowboard on that stuff you can ski on that stuff you can throw that stuff at other people in the shape of a sphere a bump, a ball, snowball fights, um, you know, I mean, you can do donuts, that's fun, whether it's voluntary or not, you can, uh, you can go ice fishing, which is kind of just like normal fishing, but generally worse, but still fun, um, anyways, you know, ice skating, there's ice skating, hey, 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 hockey, you know, there's all kinds of fun stuff to do in the winter. And the thing about winter things is that they usually aren't something that you can do during any other months. So winter is this time when you can't do anything that you like to do during all the other months. But there are some like exclusive deals during winter that you can get in on that you can't during the other months. So kind of evens out. So when I see snow falling, if it is, if it has been warm up until it gets really cold and it starts snowing, it's like an ugh, you know, ugh, it's snowing already, like, I'm not ready for this, but the thing is, it's December now, and it was pretty cold where I am, at least, for, like, half of October and all of November, so, like, I'm fine with snow coming because like, in my opinion, there's no worse time of the year than when it's too cold to do anything outside, but there's no snow yet either. So you're just in this like month or two of kind of in-between times where you can't really do much of the stuff that you do during, you know, the summer months and the spring months, but you also don't have access to those exclusive deals that winter offers, okay? Those months suck. They suck hard. So... To me, it was pretty great when that first snowstorm hit. It was nice. It was like, yeah, I got a, I got a, snowboard that I can use now. You know, I can do some donuts. Um, it was a little nerve-wracking because I knew I was scheduled to work 30 hours over that weekend after Thanksgiving, um, and I work as a driver, a pizza delivery driver for Domino's Pizza. So I, I'm out there, you know, in the snow. And I, I knew there was this big storm coming. So that was a little nerve-wracking, knowing that I was going to be driving in the snow. Um, but the first one, I wasn't working during, so I just got to enjoy it, enjoy the nice snow. Second time around, though, yeah. Yeah, I was driving through that basically the entire time. Because it started snowing on Friday night, um, and my shift that night was until 2 a.m. I ended up getting off a little early, I think 12.30 or 1. Um, but it started, it started snowing at like 9 or 10. So... I got that night that I was driving in snow um, and it started collecting pretty quickly that night. That was um, the only time that I ever had any sort of issues really driving in the snow. That night at probably like midnight, it was like one of my last runs. I took a left turn a little too hard and I hit a snowbank. Um, Mom and dad, if you're listening, sorry about that because it was in your... In your car, um, my car doesn't fare super well in in the snow. You know, it's two-wheel drive. It's just a small little. It's a Toyota Corolla, so and it's old. Doesn't have snow tires. It has some new tires now, um, but it, you know, not not snow tires. Anyway, so uh, they, they let me use our relatively new ford escape which has you know four-wheel drive it's got really nice tires on it. i don't know if they're snow tires or not i don't think so but they're like you know they're nice tires um and it's got the four-wheel drive and it's just like a better car it's newer it's got the it's got the power to it um and in general this thing sliced through the snow uh i live back in minnesota so on tuesday during that first snowstorm i was i was out during that storm too i had gone to the u to hang out with a couple buddies of mine Um, long, long time friends, you know, haven't seen each other really since college started. So great catching up with those guys. And, and during the time that we were at the U, uh, it was just coming down like crazy. Um, so we were, we were going to stay the night there to avoid driving back. Um, but the, there were some issues in the schedule where it, had we stayed over, we would have had to get up at like seven to drive back. Um, cause the parents needed the car that we had. So, um, So we drove back at like 2 in the morning. It was probably closer to 3 actually. It was pretty late. Um, And it was like mid-snowstorm. And a lot had accumulated already. Because it started at like 8 or 9. So there was a lot of snow. And like I said, this car kicks ass in the snow. It just cut right through it. We were driving. uh, The little side roads kind of downtown of the U were pretty... you know, There were a solid 6 inches I'd say five six inches of snow that was just like pretty unplowed just covering the streets and yeah just car just drove right through it it was awesome um the freeways were plowed but they still had like a solid layer of like kind of the 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 snow and like a little bit of ice you know with like the snow kind of whipping over it with the wind um they looked terrible again car went right through it it was awesome um so I knew that driving this weekend wasn't going to be too bad in the snow. I did hit that one snowbank. Uh, I managed to just kind of rock myself out of it. I, di- I didn't, you know, it cuts through snow pretty well, so I just got out of it. There wasn't any scratches or dents or anything in the car, so it was fine. Um, however, the next two days, it continued snowing. It, like, did not stop for those three days. And all the only experience that I had those three days of driving was, like, mid-snowstorm driving. Um, which was crazy. It was kind of nice because I feel like people probably tipped better. You know, I had so many people saying like, oh, you know, like thanks so much for doing this. It's terrible out there. How are the roads? And then like when I left, probably 95% of the people that I delivered pizzas to would say drive safe out there, you know, like stay safe out there. Um, Friday and Saturday night, I know Friday night was the state championship for football. Um, from minnesota and here's a quick story i went to Wise that a high school biggest high school in the state one of the big it might be the biggest in the midwest one of them for sure is huge uh class sizes i think now are over a thousand a thousand or so uh my i know that was when i was a senior there last year our class was the smallest in the school and it was like 800 something might have been 900 but yeah, so and each each one going down for like, you know, as you get to the younger ones, the classes are larger and larger, larger. So the freshman class now is the largest they've had, and that's kind of the pattern that's going to continue to um, to occur at Wayzata. Anyways, again, I digress. Um, their football team sucked for all four years that I was there. Basically, you know, some years they were a little better than others, but I don't think they ever really made it to the playoffs while I was there. And if they did, they went out right away. But nope. The first year that I leave, they go to state and they win it. They had a perfect season, you guys. They did not lose a single game. The year I leave, uh, my sister's in it now though. She's a sophomore was at us, so she, you know, got to enjoy that. Got to enjoy the hype. Uh, my parents were watching that that game on TV, and so were a lot of other people in the area that then wanted some pizza, you know, during and after the game. So I ended up delivering to a lot of high school students watching the game and a lot of what appeared to be college students also watching the game. The difference was the college students were pretty drunk. The young adults and the, and the high school students, um, generally were not. So, uh, every time I went to the, I went to probably two houses on Friday and then there were a couple on Saturday too. Um, during which time the game was not happening, but it, you know, they were just still just drunk people. Um, All of them were, like, super, super concerned about my driving in the snow. All of them, like, just stood there holding the pizzas I gave them and, like, talked to me about how bad the roads were and, like, were asking, like, how I was doing it and if I'd spun out and then, like, you know, drive safe, like, be safe out there, um, which I found funny. I thought that was funny and cool, you know, concerned citizens. Um, And they loved their pizza and they tipped well, so thank you. Anyways, that's driving the snow. I think I told you guys a couple weeks ago this stat. You are... It is, it is more dangerous statistically to own a car in the upper Midwest during winter than it is to fall like 20 feet or something with regard to mortality rates. It might have been like 18 feet. But yeah, a height that you would consider like pretty tall... Falling from that distance is safer for you than even owning a car in the upper Midwest during winst- winter. Statistically, I'm saying. Obviously, just owning a car isn't going to kill you. But, you know, statistically, most people that own a car are going to drive the car. And just the sheer amount of accidents that happen as a result of snowy and icy roads in the upper Midwest during the winter um, that result in fatalities is more than, you know, fatalities caused by people falling x amount of feet i think it was like 18 20 um but yeah so that was wild so i'm very thankful that i had that awesome car to just go right through the snow and that uh, i was safe delivering pizzas through straight snowstorm three days in a row um anyways that's pizza delivery in the snow um the weird thing is you know in plymouth west side of the twin cities we got probably A foot over those three days, maybe a little more. And then if you include the first snowstorm earlier that week, yeah, we have over a foot for sure. Probably close to two feet. And then, you know, the snowbanks on the side from the plows are obviously like way taller. But so there's a lot of snow. Like you drive around, there's a lot of snow. It's pretty clear. Um here on lacrosse there's really not. The sidewalks are all totally clear, the roads are totally clear, and honestly, there's still a lot of exposed grass. Like, on campus, there's, like, some snow piles kind of along the sides of the sidewalks from where they were shoveled and piled up, but, like, where the snow just fell is totally melted. And that was weird to me, but I talked with the guy that I got a ride back to campus from at the end of break while we were driving, and apparently, lacrosse does not get that much snow during the winter, which seems weird, because it's, you know, it's south farther than like the cities but it's not that far south uh but yeah apparently because the way the weather works the way that we're kind of surrounded by bluffs we're in kind of a bowl what happens is snow fronts that are coming in from the west almost always like hit minnesota and the cities and then they dip downward kind of towards the south at which point they become rain so apparently during winter we just get like a lot of cold like sleety rain stuff And we really don't get that much snow. And when we do, it melts somewhat quickly. So, that kind of blows. Because like I said, snow for me is... I mean, the best part about winter, for sure. Because it's, you know, it's snow. Um, And otherwise, it's just cold. So, kind of an L. But, I don't know. I mean, like, they're going to have some snow. It's not like they don't get any snow it's just that they get less snow than like the than like the cities 100 miles away or whatever um so yeah that's just something that i learned um what's some more to talk about um i guess while we're on the topic of nope i'm gonna totally change topics so while i was back home over break i got to hang out with a buddy of mine who has vr right he has a htc vive and those things are awesome they kick ass i'm gonna tell you guys vr is so cool like it's only getting better for sure like the the controllers you know people say they're bulky they are kind of bulky you know if you think about vr as like it could just be your actual like body and hands in there they're kind of bulky you know they're bigger than Wii controllers for sure However, to me, I don't really care because they're comfortable. They fit in your hands well. And when you're in VR, you're not looking at your big bulky controllers. They just show up as like hands, you know? So I don't care if they're bulky. Like, it really is not a big deal to me. That said, uh, I believe they have like gloves now. Or like these finger things where like actually will register each one of your fingers. Because like the the controllers that they have now, like you can push a button and in-game the hands in front of you will like turn into fists, you know, like grab sort of. But it's like all the fingers at once. These new things that they have are like kind of like rings sort of things that you put on each finger. And then as you move each finger, it like reflects the finger you're moving and how you're moving it in VR. So it's a lot more, you know, involved, I guess you could say. Um, And sleek, if that matters to you. Anyways, uh, this Vive is so much fun. You guys, there there are so many cool games on there. A lot of them are kind of creative stuff. One of them is you literally get to play God. So you get to like spawn like little citizens and then you could just kind of, and like you get to build like the earth. So it's kind of like Minecraft, you know, where you like place down like pieces of land, I suppose. Um, It's not like Minecraft in any other way really, but if that helps some of you listeners understand the idea of like building a world. It's kind of like that. Um, but yeah, so you put down these tiles, you know, you put down water ones, land ones, uh, you know, you put these little people down, you know, they show up and start living. They build like their little houses and little societies. And then you can, you can like make it rain on their crops so their crops grow well and like make it sunny outside. You can also just smite them with lightning or like create a swarm of locusts <laughs> to come destroy their crops and stuff. There's so much stuff you can do, but you're literally playing. Essentially, the biblical God. I mean, like, there's a lot of nods towards the biblical God. What with the locust and the smiting and whatnot. But um, you're just a power above these little citizens. So that's fun. You know, that's cool to do. Uh, and then also, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of different combat-oriented games. Um, but one of my favorites for sure is this one called Gorn, which is just a gladiator ring. It's it's pretty cartoony and it's pretty like, kind of cartoon gory, you know, like, a little over the top, but it's a lot of fun, you know, the physics in it are kind of broken, so you're just, like, super strong, basically, so if you hit these guys coming at you in, like, the head with whatever weapon you have or, like, your fist, they'll, like, get dazed for a second, and if during that time you grab them, you can just chuck them like they're, like, a baseball, You know, but it's like a body. (laughs) It's like a fully grown, like there are these huge beefy dudes that are coming at you. So you can just like toss them into each other and toss them around. And there's like spikes on the wall that you can like throw them into and stuff. Um, But it's a fun game. The point is, it's a fun game. Um, And then there's another one called Super Hot. Which is really interesting because it's it's another combat game. But the way it works is time progresses as you move so if you move really really slowly everything happening around you is going really really slowly so it'll spawn you in a situation where there's like four enemies around you and they're all like pointing guns at you and as soon as you move they start shooting but if you move really slowly those bullets will just be slowly coming at you and you can just kind of work your way around the bullets so they don't hit you and then during that time you can also be like you know, whatever, punching one of them, grabbing their gun, and then shooting the other ones. Every time you shoot or, like, make an attack, this time speeds up, like, a lot for, like, a second. So, like, as you shoot, time will, like, when you pull the trigger, time will progress, you know, like, kind of almost at normal speed for just, like, half a second, the time it takes you to pull the trigger. So you need to make sure there aren't, like, bullets coming right at you when you shoot or they'll hit you when you shoot because your bullet goes at, like, a normal speed, you know? Um, But, yeah, that one is super cool, super fun to play those levels over and over Um, and then, you know, try to get, like, the best time and whatnot. Um, And then there's another one. There's another one called uh, Beat Saber, which I'm sure you guys have seen. It's being advertised all over the place right now, but it's kind of like Guitar Hero in that there are these things coming at you in a line and you have to like hit the right ones in the right way you know like guitar hero you see like a blue note or whatever you click the little blue key on the guitar neck and then you pull the little thing the little trigger thing down by like where the strings would be on a real guitar and that's like the strumming you know so you have to like strum at the same time as you're pushing down the right color as they come at you it's like that but instead you're standing on this platform in virtual reality and you have two lightsabers a red one in your left hand and a blue one in your right hand might be reversed, but I don't. I don't remember. Um, and then these, like these squares, like these kind of cube-looking things, come at you with arrows on them, and they're in different places. So if the arrow is up, you have to cut that cube with your lightsaber with like an upswing, right? So then if there's another one, and then there, if it's blue, you have to hit it with the blue saber. If it's red, you have to hit it with your red saber. You know, so your left hand so then you play songs and like the songs that come with the game are largely like kind of EDM like beat heavy music because these squares come when the beats come as opposed to like the melody like when you're playing guitar hero so you know there's like an and every like you know every beat will be a cube reaching you at which time you have to hit it with the beat you know so you're swinging these lightsabers around and like trying to hit them you know left right down up it's kind of like um just Dance, those video games. It's similar to those. Uh, but it's... You're in VR and you're swinging his lightsabers around. Um, anyways, that's a lot of fun. That one's a lot of fun too. Um, while we're on the topic of video games, there is something exciting. One of my friends is really trying to get me to get it. Um, right now I don't really have the money. However, um, as soon as I do, I might get it. But Red Dead Redemption 2... One of the best games. I think they came out. Yeah, that came out last year, I believe. Was that early this year? I'm pretty sure it was last year. Um, yeah, super good game. The first Red 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 Dead Redemption was like an instant classic, and the second one, from what I understand, really just improved upon a lot of stuff and was just generally a really really good game. Um, they initially released it only for next-gen consoles right so ps4 xbox ones uh, they released it now though a couple weeks ago for the pc and that's what i plan that's my platform I'm a pc gamer so that's exciting red dead redemption 2 now available for pc if any of you listeners didn't know that now you do um yeah there's also an online version or not version but like an online mode of Red Dead Redemption, so that you can play with friends online, do all kinds of stuff, you know, go fishing to make money, and sell your fish at a market, and rob a bank, and go to the tavern, I don't know, I haven't played the games, but I know you can do a lot of stuff. Anyways, uh, I know for a fact that you can fish and sell those fish too, that wasn't a lie. Anyways, the uh, the game has an online version, I've gotten mixed reviews on whether the online version is you know worth putting a lot of time into, Um, or if it's just kind of, you know, repetitive, repetitive kind of doing the same things. Um, I know for, for fact though, that the story mode is really well liked by a lot of people. Um, I've heard that the story itself and the plot of the game is really, really good. And then just the, the, the gameplay, uh, the first, the, the, for, I want to say first person, but no, the single player, the single player gameplay, super, super good, um, so I'm tempted to get that one. But yeah, so that's out right now. Uh, it released for the PC. I got a couple minutes left here. I don't really have anything else to talk about. Um, no, here's something. So earlier today I was sitting in my women and gender studies class and I was just kind of doodling a little bit. You know, I was paying attention, but I was doodling. Um, and I drew a circle and I swear to you, it was a perfect circle. You guys ever have that moment where, like, you draw a circle and it actually turns out, like, like, you had a compass, you know, and you did, like, the actual, like, draw out the circle with the, with the pivot point of a compass and, like, it's an actual perfect circle? I did that. And it was so satisfying. I, I just got super lucky. I drew a perfect circle. Or what I think, it's, it's, it's gotta be really close to a perfect circle. I don't technically know that it is. I didn't do any measurements or anything, but it's gotta be close. It looks nice. Um... But yeah, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm technically out of time, but I started a couple minutes late. My stream time only says 57 minutes. So I am going to read off the phone number for you guys to call in so that if anybody wants to call in and waste, not waste, use productively these last couple minutes, um, you can to talk about anything and everything, anything I talked about give some comments, stuff you know, ask some questions, whatever. So I'm going to read it, and then I'm just going to chill here and maybe uh, babble about some other stuff for like two minutes. And if no one calls, it's fine. If someone does, then we'll talk. That number is 608-785-8080. That is 608-785-8080. All right. Yeah. So... Um yeah and the only reason I do this is apparently I went to a couple meetings for this RAQ program and apparently the phone and like taking callers is a pretty underused thing. Apparently most shows don't do that. In fact, almost all shows don't do that. Personally, I think it's like the coolest thing. I think it's awesome to be able to take callers and like talk with people and then for the people on the air to hear that. I think that's cool. So I like to do it, you know, as much as possible. I hope they don't get rid of it. As far as I know, there haven't been any talks to her or anything. I don't know why they get rid of it. It's not like it's a great phone that could be used somewhere else. Like it looks like it's from the '90s, um, and the piece of equipment that connects it to the air—it it doesn't take up a lot of space. It's just kind of sitting here in the corner. I doubt they're going to get rid of it, but nonetheless, I like to get some use out of it. You know, make sure it's seeing some good days, getting some people online. Um, So if you're wondering why I'm always kind of pushing the number, trying to get callers in, it's really just that. I just like doing it. It's fun for me. It's by no means necessary. And if you guys don't like it, then I guess don't call or stop listening when someone does. Um, But yeah, so, well, the stream time is now at one hour. So... I think I'm going to head out. You Dick. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, this week's show. Hopefully you continue listening. Uh, I will be back next week. And then after next week, there will be a somewhat long hiatus. um, As I will be back home for winter break from... Well, my final schedule right now has me staying here until the 17th, but I've been emailing a professor to get one final uh, moved a bit earlier, and it's looking like that might well happen. So, um, I will not be around for two Wednesdays from now, uh, for sure. And then I don't come back, I believe, until the end of January, like the 24th or 5th. So yeah, rest of December and just about all of January, you will not be hearing from me nor will you be hearing from any of the shows on this streaming service and local radio station, I believe. So enjoy the time that you have with your dig. I'll just leave it at that.